our good friend Peter Peters has been with us right through the year as always. He's certainly always compelling listening and he's joining us for the last show of the year. Zorb, good morning. Morning, Ray. Morning, Bulldogs. Very sad day for Australian sport. And, um, you know, after what we've been through, we're talking about our greatest moments in, um, in the year and just after we performed so brilliantly in the uh, World Cup, we have... Um, the headlines today, the ugly game, um, and I don't think I've seen scenes like, well, I haven't seen scenes like mm. those at, um, at a normally good place to go and watch sport, Amy Amy Park, the home of the, the Melbourne Storm, and the, the, the photo today and the images last night that we saw um, of the bleeding Melbourne City goalkeeper Tom Glover, who was dazed and didn't know where he was, he was hit in the head um, by by a coward mm. um, with a with a tin bucket, um, blood coming from a wound that he sustained there. The referee Alex King attacked. Um, I, I I just feel so sorry. My heart went out last night. The first person I um, I thought of was the late great. Johnny Warren, who did so much for soccer in Australia, and um, to have the game descend to the depths like that, um, just taking the game to its lowest depths as a lowest ebb just weeks after Australia's wonderful World Cup campaign. I mean, fans storming the field um, at the 20 minutes mark to to protest against the recent decision by um, Football Australia to allocate the grand final to Sydney for the next three years. There are better ways to um, uh, to show your disappointment. Um, up at Central Coast Stadium at Gosford, the fans walked out after 20 minutes. Um, it's a peaceful way of doing it, albeit stupid. You've paid your money and um, and then you've gone after 20 minutes. You're behind 1-0 and your side wins 2-1 and you don't see it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's stupid. But anyway, it's a better way than what went on down in Melbourne. And it seems as though um, the Melbourne Victory fans are the ones being um, being um, blamed for this. Um, and um, it was so un-Australian. Yeah. Horrible. Zorba, I wonder whether they're fans or are they just thugs that wanted to go there to cause mischief? Well, we've witnessed in recent weeks um, big crowds in the early hours of the morning, very young people, you know, letting off fireworks and jumping around and, and drinking alcohol and having a whale of a time at the World Cup. Uh, and that was good because it never hurt anybody. But this is such a, a, a different crowd that's going to uh, sporting games. And you might be right, Bulldog, they're going there to create mayhem. Um, that's the way of the world today. Uh, and they certainly did that. Yeah, no, it was bad. Hey, Zorba, I'll change pace a little. Um, the Gabba Test match, I think you saw the 1975, I think that was 75, 76, some of the Windies were out here. Is that right? Watch the yeah, Gabba Test is. there. Uh, yeah. Pretty I, similar, isn't it? Well, it was a green top, but, mm. you know, if I ask you, and, and you, you, you know, you're a lot younger than me, so you wouldn't remember, but the thing that I remember most about that, that Test match uh, and I remember going up as, as, a, as a young journo to cover the test. And I, I was excited because I'd, um, 
I'd made contact with the West Indies. I stayed at the same hotel that they stayed at while the rest of the guys um, covering the Test match um, stayed with the Australian side. But um, it was a it was a West Indies side that um, had plenty of great pace bowlers and um, and and star batsmen like Vivian Richards, um, who became close friends. And that wicket was prepared by the mayor of Brisbane. Brisbane's longest-serving mayor was a curator at the Gabba. Can you believe that? Wow. Okay. I didn't know Clem that. Jones was his name. Yeah. And uh, Al Clem, um, he prepared the wicket and it had plenty of grass on it, let me tell you. It's funny, it's all because that was the Test Series Australia 1-5-1. We lost in Perth when Fredericks hit a magnificent 100, but yep. when Clive Lloyd left Australia that summer, he thought, never, ever are we going to cop this again. That's when they basically found these incredible batch of fast bowlers at production line and became that cricketing powerhouse for 15 years on the back of that 5-1 loss to Australia that summer. Yeah, and, and, and who would have believed that um, out of that side would come some of the greatest cricketers mm. that have ever graced um, uh, pitches anywhere in the world with um, one of the all-time great batsmen and um, one of my favourite players to watch. Um, Joe Frazier himself in um, IVA Richards. Yeah, he was Vivian pretty cool. Yeah. Zorba, yeah, any update? Mm. Sorry, King, I was going to say, any update on uh, Tommy T? Yeah, well, I, I went down to training. I, um, I had a lot of training this week with um, with the manly godfather, Ken Arterson, who's down for Christmas and um, trying to get back to, uh, to good health. He's got a shoulder injury, suffered. Uh, like all 93-year-olds do, surfing, body surfing. <laughs> Marco's <laughs> on the way to recovery. But we, we went down and watched some training. Um, it's a very, very, uh, um, very impressive training session under uh, new coach um, Anthony Seabold. And, um, and it, um, but there was an air of um, disappointment mm-hmm. about Tommy Turbo. And the club is now you know, thinking about which path they go down. Um, it's like having a Maserati in the garage, but um, it keeps breaking down on you. So, you know, it's, um, it's, it's a tough decision. They, they need to make a decision on their $1.2 million a season franchise star. He's only played 46 games in the last four seasons. It's a damning fact for Turbo. And how long do Manly pay Tommy more than anyone else at the club if he rarely plays? Um, a pathway for... Trevojevic needs to be mapped out. Maybe a trip to the US to have treatment and guidance uh, like the Trill Mitchell style um, should be tried. I think all I know, Manly will go down every path to uh, to help Tommy recover. Um, doing the same things he's doing isn't working out. A switch to the centres has been mentioned, and while it eases the workload a little, it's a band-aid solution. Centres break down with hamstring troubles too, but I think you'll find that there'll be no panic at Manly. They'll look at a pathway and go down it. And um, uh, if it if it continues, then that decision may have to be made. Got to find a way to keep him on the park. He's so crucial, isn't he, to Manly's chances. Hey, Zorby, our, our, as you know, our talk topic today is um, sporting highlight of 2022. Yours is Cameron Smith. I'll, I'll read out some stats here, Zorb. Cameron Smith made five birdies in a row between the 10th and 14th holes in his final round. Also birdied the last. His 64 was the lowest final round at the historic old course. He became the fifth Australian to win the British Open and the first in 29 years. Um, He's some player, Cameron Smith's all. 
There sure is. That last round of 64 that you just mentioned, it was compelling viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, he he was expected to be challenged by Rory McIlroy, and Rory just couldn't get it right on the last on the last round. But we've seen so many times um, the great Greg Norman um, lead in in majors during his career, only to succumb to the pressure to. Uh, to, to be beaten in the final round after having a seemingly unassailable lead. And, uh, and Norman couldn't get it done. Mm. But this kid from the northern suburbs of uh, Brisbane, just outside of Brisbane, um, he he just drew another leg. Oh, it was His unbelievable. Yeah. was brilliant. His short game was absolutely outstanding on one of the toughest tests that you could ever have in golf. It's mm. St Andrews. The great course, the home of golf. It was something special. But while I give him my accolade for the greatest sporting moment and achievement of 2022, I've got to give a special mention to the goat from the gong. The goat from the gong. She doesn't look like a goat. She's she's a, a beautiful young woman and um, she swims outstandingly. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't know where you're going there for a second. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Emma McKeon. Yeah. Uh, what a star. She never fails to deliver. When her toes leave the box, she's mm. a star. And she's at it again in Melbourne in front of her grandpa and nanny, uh, who very rarely see a live swimming. And uh, she's a star as well. So yeah. um, it's Cameron Smith pipping out. The goat from the gong. Good on you. Hey, Zor, before I let you go, Gordon from your embers just text. Uh, Peter Peters will give us his NRL top eight next year, but in his early predictions of a top four, would he have the Roosters, Rabbits and the Panthers as certainties? Um, Roosters, no. Rabbits and Panthers to make the top four next year. Roosters, Rabbits and Panthers. No, Rabbits, no certainty. Okay, yeah. Even um, I've got a bit of, bit of good news though, this week, according to Dino, with, with uh, Mitchell and Walker also set to re-sign after um, Damon Cook signed late last week. Yeah, I, I want to applaud Newcastle too. I've been very critical of them, but I, I think they've hit the perfect match. Um, Jason Hastings, Jackson Hastings will fall in love with Newcastle very quickly and Newcastle will love him right back. And they've been hit in the backside by a rainbow in their search for a genuine halfback and they've had a Good one landed in their lap. I, the veteran coach Tim Sheens didn't want Hastings, and he may rule his decision. He's sticking with Luke Brooks, who has failed season after season to take the Tigers to just one final series. Timmy of 72 will find the head coach grinder of the NRL a different beast to what it was like when he last had a crack at a decade ago when he was shown the door by the same club. He's going to try and lift now. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Hey, Zorb, thank you so much for all your contributions during, during 2022. Love having you on the show. Have a great Christmas with you and your family, and we'll do it all again next year, mate. Great, mate. Congratulations to you and Bulldogs. Good to see the ratings going up. So uh, um, that's, a, that's a great sign, and, um, and I'm sure that um, you'll both continue on uh, down a merry path next year. Well done, boys. Happy Christmas to all our listeners, and a uh, safe new year and uh, let's hope we get over what happened down in Melbourne uh, last yeah. night. I don't know the way through for uh, the FA uh, Football Australia but they've got to do something very quickly. Oh, I think they will. Hey, good on you Zorba. We'll, we'll talk during the week. Thanks so Thanks, much. Thanks Zorba. See you boys.